I'd like to welcome everyone to the to Shear. Unbelievable uh, gathering together to talk about the Ebeshta. Of course, we have to first thing I've had Baruch Hu, they arranged the Shearim. It's unbelievable that um, that uh, one guy is sitting and learning Betachan and all of a sudden they connect a whole bunch of people. It's Omen HaShemayim. It's the Rimakir that it's Orakash Baruch Hu that's the Mestam of all the Sibas. And of course, there's a thing Kapenas Waldman for opening his house again to be married to Tyra. It's not a mistake that, that we, we're doing this here in Lakewood. It's unbelievable to see the missions of Iron, how Iron was so, so dovic and betuffin. Mama Chappella. You can get into betuffin, you see how Iron was so, so involved with betuffin. That we should be in Lakewood, the environment was Mr. Nefesh. Probably went around collecting environment in a time that the people were snagged to his his whole. It's so hard to collect money that way. Yet we did Machazik himself in Betachin. I'm sure it was a Mamsha tremendous thing what Ivarin was doing. So it's Mr. Shemayim, we were in Lakewood, that we should have this close of Ivarin. Start off this year with the Ramban. Everyone knows the Ramban. The Ramban says that Betachin comes from Amunah. It's a pre of Amunah. The Ramban in, in his Sefer on Betachin says that Betachin comes out from Amunah. It's a peri, it's a fruit. <coughs> Which means that Ramban is saying if you have Amunah, then you have Betachin. Right? It comes out from Amunah. Amunah causes Betachin. question is, what's Shah Ramban? Amunah is believing in Kodesh Baruch Hu, and Betachin is feeling is feeling you're relying on Hashem. What's the connection between Amunah to Betachin? The Territ says that Amunah, when you have Amunah, Pshad is that you're being makir, that everything is really HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that does everything. If a person realizes that every single type that he's getting is from Hashem, if a person is makir in Amunah, that every single thing he's getting is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then automatically, He's going to have a tremendous feeling to the Baruch Hu. He's going to be mamish. He'll be crazy over Hashem. Why? Imagine if a person was doing to you such type as Hashem is doing. He'd be crazy over that person. If we would be makir, internalized that Baruch Hu, what Hashem is doing for us, that's the Muna, to realize what Hashem is doing for us, we'd be crazy over Kaddish Baruch Hu. Baruch Hu's care and concern that we see every single day in our lives if we would be margish, love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, from everything that he's doing, then we'd have a tremendous, tremendous feeling of love to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We'll start with the person's born, he has his parents. The person's born, his parents take care of him. Where did the love of his parents come from? HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts in parents love that they should take care of their children. Otherwise they wouldn't take care of their children. How much to stay up night, it's mamish. So the love of the parents comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does it mean, it comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? It means like a river is flowing, a river is flowing, and channels come off the river. Right? Those small irrigation channels. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love is flowing down from Shemayim and is going into the parents. The love is coming from Hashem. The parents are a keili of Hashem's love. The parents are a keili, not just shluchim. If you think about it deeper, it's much deeper than shluchim. It's the keli of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love. It's Hashem's love that He's putting into the parents from Him. It's His love to the child that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is putting into the, child, into the parents. So a person has to think about that, that from when they were born, till they were 20, till everything they were taken care of by the parents, was HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was doing it. The parents were just a keli. They were just a bust of Adam. No love. Nothing. Bust of Adam. Hashem created the bus of Adam, put love in there, and that love took care of the child for 20 years. It was every single step was Hashem Baruch Hu. Person has to internalize that. That's the love of the parent comes from Hashem Baruch Hu. So when a person is makir, that every single thing that happened to him since he was born was straight from Hashem, then he'll build more his kashrut Hashem Baruch Hu. What happens later after guy's 20 il mashal? Then he starts. Take care of himself. Yadi starts kicking in. It's all me. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm thinking. I'm going here. I'm going back. But that's also shaker. It's all lie. It's all fake. It's not you that's doing anything. You think you're doing this. You think you're doing that. Lie to all Hashem. 
So again, he has to mechaz the kamuna. He has to break all the kaychavaisim yadi. He thinks that he's doing this, he's doing that. It's all Hashem. He has to again be mechazik and destroy the kaychavaisim yadi, which is the gaiva. That's the gaiva. To destroy the gaiva and come back to Yimake, that's all Kaddish Baruch Hu. Right? So Vaita working on a muna. Right? Vaita working on a muna. Yimake, that nothing in your life that you ever did, nothing that you, you never accomplished anything, it's all Hashem. Every single thing that you did, for Parnas, everything you did for your family, it's all Hashem. You don't even have the ability to move a finger without Hashem moving it for you. Every single thing is a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So, Vaita with Mechazek Amuna. Still talking about Mechazek Amuna. If a person is not makir that every single thing that Kaddish Baruch Hu is doing to the point that he has the kasha, has his bechira, that he's not miming properly. The moon has to be so strong, the moon has to be so strong that he has a kasha, has the tachim. But as well as that's the kasha. But upon him, the point here is the moon has to be so strong that every single thing is Hashem, that it has to bother him, has a shayas bechira. You have to have that kasha. If you don't have that kasha, then you don't have the proper moon. You have to have Muna so strong that you don't even understand the hero. Every single thing is a Kaddish So you have to internalize the appearance that took here with a Kaddish and every single thing that you do, you're chained. You're chained into Dudrasen Hashem. You're just a puppet. You're, every single thing you're chained. Kaddish is, is, is pressing all the buttons. Mam is chained. You're chained to do the Rasen Hashem. Every single thing that you did from you were born was a Kaddish was was it was maneuvered by Hashem every single move every single step. So a person starts internalizing this, and he sees that everything is Hashem. All the companies is Hashem running it. Amazon Hashem's running. Every single school Hashem is running it. Every single thing Hashem's holding it and running it. Everything Hashem's doing it. Everything is just a puppet. There's nothing that Gaish Rogan is not doing. Every single move is with Hashemayim. Kovid Hashemayim. Every single thing is with Hashemayim. You don't do anything. Right? Look at Rashi, Kob Deshemayim, you don't do anything. So, the, the, here's the starting with the Ramban. The Ramban says if you have 100% the Muna, you have 100% the Tafan. So, what's Shan the Ramban? Why? Because every single person in this world is Beteach in the Teva. Before we start with, with, with Betachen, every single person is Beteach in Teva. That's a fact. A person has a job, he's Samach on his job. He has parents, he's Samach on his parents. He has success, he's Samach on his success. Every single person, the guy has a company, he's Samach on his company. Every single thing a person is Samach on. Now we're saying that's all Hashem, right? So what are we saying? We're saying that you, you were relying till now on Teva. You were relying on something which is Hashem, but it was Hashem hiding. Hashem was hiding, and it, was, uh, it would look like Teva, right? It looked like Teva, and it was reliable. That means that Kaddish Baruch Hu is reliable even for a guy. Even for, the Teva is so reliable, which is Kaddish Baruch Hu faking it, right? The, fake, the faking of Kaddish Baruch Hu, which is the Teva, is so reliable that every single person doesn't even know about Hashem, about guy, about a guy. It's so reliable, the Teva, the, the boss, the business, the, the, the taking care, that means that Kaddish Baruch Hu is so reliable. Even the Teva Hashem is so reliable. Even the Teva is so reliable. Every single thing that, that a person is relying on in this world, right? Everyone's relying. Everyone's relying. Nobody's panicking. Everyone's relying. Sakhar Shvok is so reliable even for people who don't have Betachem. Hashem is so reliable that He has a reliable world running and everyone's saying on it even without knowing about Hashem. The world is tight. It's, it's taken care of. Everything, every, every, every single Bria in the universe, every single animal, every single thing is reliable. And it's a good world that everyone's relying on it. They, they wake up in the morning, they know it's going to work, they're not worried. Things clap. And they don't even know about Akash which means Hashem's taking care of them to get their Teva, right? And Akash is reliable even for the Shakar of the Gansavelt. He's reliable. He's taking care of Zonim and Farnas Kulai. Even for a person who who has no shaykhs to Shalom. So now a person opens his mind, Dr. Ramban, that if you have a Muna, you need to open your mind. You're opening your mind now, and you're realizing that a Muna, you're realizing it's Uzur Hashem, so may automatically have betachan in HaKadosh Baruch Because who's the one that's doing everything you was a mistake till now? You thought the whole time that it was, that it was, it was being run by, 
by, by this company, it's being run by this guy, and your parents are taking care of you, and you were doing everything, Christ, by and then you realize, well, now you, 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 the Ramban thing, if they internalize the Muna, which means you mark it, call it mind. So now, you see that the reliable Teva, which you were relying on until now, right, the reliable Teva was really that Kaddish Baruch So now you're going to rely on the real things. Now you're going to automatically rely on the real things. So it's the peri, it comes out automatically. The Muna, it causes Betachan. If you have a Muna, if you have 100% of Muna, you automatically have 100% Betachan. It's just the peri, it comes out automatically. So the way you work on Betachan is working on a Muna. If you have 100% of Muna, you have Betachan automatically. A kid doesn't work on Betachan. His parents, he sees his parents taking care of him. Mumele, he has a talk on them. He sees his parents. So the whole thing will lack is a muna. If we will be mocking every single thing, every single thing, Hashem is taking care of everything in this world, right? And every single thing is reliable. And, and everyone's relying on it. It's reliable. And the minute you mark it, then you're going to start building your <coughs> trust in Him. Instead of building your trust in all the shak and all the fake news and all the, all the dimyayness. And all the chizbei naim, you're going to start building your kasher in the bayre umanig zonim mefarnes, the one that's taking care of everybody, every single second. Automatically, going to be stomach on him because you market that it's all All the reliable things that you're relying on till now showed how reliable Hashem was. Even the dimin was reliable. So when you build a real kasher with him, and you know it's him for sure, you're going to rely on him. Pasha, shat ramban, the muna causes the tachin. And then when a person starts realizing it's Hashem, then Hashem wakes up to him and he starts showing that it's him because he's building a true kasha with the Banshom. He starts seeing the Messias of Hashem because he's, he, he, it's more alive. He sees Hashem holding his hand. For a guy, for a guy that, they, that Hashem's taking care of him in the but he's not in a shkach pratis because the guy doesn't know it's Hashem. But minute, you know, it's like Hashem, he's building a relationship with him. Hashem is responding to the relationship. Now, all of a sudden, every minute you're seeing it's Hashem doing a few, and now that now you're going to have a, such a strong hakara, a much strong hakara. You know, you're going to you're going to feel Hashem much more because he's talking to take care of you in a more pratisic way, which he wouldn't have did otherwise. So Gufa by by being stomach and realizes it's him. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to shy even more in betachin and emuna because you're going to see Hakadosh Baruch more. That's what Mishra Zvayim says, uh, often, a few times. The, the more you work on Betachan, the more you see Akadosh Baruch, he's living with him more. Even though he's doing for everybody, he's reliable for everybody. Once you realize who's really doing it, then he starts, then he starts plugging into the guy on a personal level, and, he's, and the guy's able to see Hashem more, because he's there for Akadosh Baruch So every single minute he's going to see Hashem holding, holding his hand. He's going to see Akadosh Baruch holding his hand more. And a person that realizes it's all Hashem, there's nothing else except for Hashem. He'll never, he'll never have to worry about anything again. It's all Hashem doing everything. Hashem's moving the whole thing. Nothing else. Only Hashem. There's nothing else to worry about. He'll never get angry again. And he'll never have Gaiva, because he knows all Hashem. It's Hashem Gaiva. So already almost all the meters are taken care of. He has no worries. There's no anger. There's no Gaiva. It's pretty good. He's always going to Mavata to Hashem. He's always going to Mavata to Hashem. So the Ramban is L'chari Pashat. 100% the Munich is 100% Betachan. Pashat, no? 100% the Muna goes 100% automatically. You have to work on the Muna. 100% the Muna, the card to Hashem, is automatically 100% Betachan. So the big Kasha is, why is it that from people have such a hard time with Betachan? Why does from people have such a hard time with Betachan? You go to a from person, you ask him, what's Betachan? He says to you, Betachan means everything Hashem does is for the good. What does that mean? What does he mean by that? He means that by that is that because Rav is a monster, does terrible stuff all the time. But ultimately, we were from Yidna, and we believe that everything Hashem does is for the good. That's what he means, right? That's what he tells you. He says, everything Hashem does is for the good. That means that, like the Gemara says in Brachas, even when something bad happens, everything is for the good. So he says, what's Pitachan? Because Rav is not reliable. Because Rav is a monster. But with from Yidna, we believe everything is for the, ultimately for the good. Right now, it's terrible, but ultimately it's for the good. Right? So where does it come from? What's Pshat? What's Pshat in that? Where does it come from that from Yidin? I just explained to you that a Muna calls Betachan. Oh. Terence is like this. The Terence is that, that unfortunately people go Malamada and they're sleeping. They're sleeping. They don't realize to Hashem. They're sleeping. What happens? They come to Levaya and then they wake up. Someone just died. A tragedy happened. A Tzadik gets up by the Levaya and he says you should know that everything Hashem does ultimately for the good. 
The first time they met Akash Baruch all their life was by Leviah. And they found out that ultimately Hashem does everything to God, which means he's a monster, he kills people, his mom is terrible. But ultimately he's good. That's the first time they heard about Akash Baruch. The next time they found out about Hashem is a different tragedy. And the Tzaddik says, which he's supposed to say, ultimately everything Hashem does for the good. Right? So the, second, the only two times they met Hashem, he's ultimately good. He's not good. He's a monster. But he's ultimately good. It means that we believe that sometimes Hashem will find out when we die, after 120, why really he was good. But really he's bad, right? Really he's terrible. So the only few times the person meets Hashem Baruch Hu is by terrible, terrible situations. And, he has to, and then he has to convince himself, he's a from Yid, that ultimately everything Hashem does is for the good. So Meila, Yitzkim, what's Betachem? Betachem means that everything Hashem does is for the good. It means it's terrible, life's terrible, he can't rely on Hashem, he's not reliable. That's what it means, right? Hashem's not reliable. But ultimately everything Hashem does is for the good. So that's what Betachem means. So now Muna and Betachem mean, Muna is the same thing. Muna means everything Hashem does is for the good, and Betachem means everything Hashem does is for the good. <laughs> As I come back. So this is the thing that you have to rewire your brain. Right? This is the problem here. The rewire the brain. Why? You go to a wedding. You go to a wedding. Everyone's happy. It's ultimately good. It's not good now. You walk into a supermarket and there's aisles and aisles of food. Everyone's grabbing stuff. It's not good now. It's only ultimately good. You walk around you see the tremendous the simchas that everyone's going through. The happiness people are having. It's only ultimately good. Look around the world. Look what's going on in the world. It's only ultimately good. The parents are good. The shatchan's good. The afghan's good. The rebbe's good. The principal's good. Everybody's good. But Kashmir is not good. He's only ultimately good. But Kashmir is the one that did everything. That's why Muna has to, has to kick in the Muna that every, all those good people that took care of you was all Hashem. Hashem's not just ultimately good. Right? The Shemtash is ultimately good. That's the whole problem. You have to imagine the type of every single thing. The boss is a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Either the boss is good, no, Hashem is good. The company, the, 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 the bank account, the parents, the, the, the rabbi, it's a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Shbaruch is Mulamit Torah. Everything is Hashem. So in Mela, you have to, if you don't internalize that Kaddish Baruch Hu is good, you're not going to protect, you're not reliable. He's only ultimately good. He's a monster. You can't rely on a monster. Right? He's only ultimately good. He's not good. He's ultimately good. So, oh, how am I supposed to wire that? How am I supposed to say that he's ultimately good? Is that, that, you're going to call Carson is ultimately going to come? <laughs> you want Carson is going to come, not ultimately going to come. Right? So we turn that guy's broken into ultimately good, but not good. So in mail, we can't have a talk to him. It's not reliable. The Eitzah is, like the man says, you have to be, you have to be chazik the muna, you have to be the chob that all the good, all the people that took care of you, you walk over to a guy 60 years old, you ask him, how many things went wrong in your life? Make a list, how many, how many things you had let down? Six, average guy, 60 year old guy, tell me a list, give me a list. How many things went, went bad in your life? He probably won't even give you 10 things. He probably won't be able to write down 10 things for you. And even if he can write down 10 things, five of them will be made up front that he thanks Hashem now that those things didn't work out. Five of them will be made up front. Right? That he's already makir that, that if those five things would have went through that he was wishing for, it would have been total disaster. Right? The other five things, he's, he's probably makir that three of them were his own fault. It wasn't even Hashem's fault. And two things, so out of 60 years of billions and billions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of titles every single second, Halab maybe taka two kashas. Okay? So that's it. The Kashmir was ultimately good because of those two kashas. And he's not good. The billions and billions of titles that you were saying on all these titles and you were saying on the job, you were saying on this, you were saying on that, that's all just ultimately good because there are two things in your whole life that you didn't understand. So the aside is. But you have to be mechazik in a moon like Ramban saying, I realize that Gajrof is tight. Look at all the happiness, the simchas he's giving. Every single person is going through tremendous tightness in every single part of his body. And when you mark it that, then you'll be beteach in that he's good, not ultimately good. And the more you beteach and actually see that he's good, then you'll see HaKadosh responding more and more. Because you'll see that HaKadosh is tight and he's reliable.
He's reliable, just as reliable as all the tabs that you're relying on. And he's not just ultimately good. Kashas? The, the, the Chachma of Shleima, Shleima Melech was Chacham Mikhal Adam. What does it mean a Chacham? It's a big mistake people think, they learn Mishle, they think that Mishle is Eitzah. You go to Rabbi Yitzchak for Eitzah. They think Mishle was Eitzah. It's a big mistake. Why? What does Chachma mean? What does Chachma mean? What does wisdom mean? The guy who comes a scientist, the Chacham, he knows how to make medicine. That means that Chachma is the understanding, a guy who becomes a mechanic and understands how to wire a car, he understands how to fix a car. Right? Chachma means how to see mechanics, how to understand the mechanics of something. Right? A person becomes a scientist, he can understand the mechanics of how to make medicine. The guy becomes a, becomes a, um, a, 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 a car mechanic, he knows how to make a car, fix a car. He understands the mechanics of things. That's what Chachma is. What does it mean the Shleim was Chachma Nikoladim? Was he teaching you how to become a scientist? Was he teaching you how to become a fundraiser? What was he trying to teach you? What was Shlaim trying to teach? Shlaim was trying to teach the Chachma of every single Maisa that you do. Shlaim was teaching the Chachma of every single Maisa. It means, what is your Maisa going uh, to create? He was teaching you the background, the cause and effect of every Maisa. He's not giving you Aces. He's telling you the Chachma. I'll give you a Masha. Very stark, pushes very stark to be Arlach from business. So if it's an Eitzah, you should be Arlach for your customers. What does that mean? It means all the customers should treat them nicely, right? If you treat all your customers nicely, they want to come back, right? But let's say you could, you could nar them up in a way that nobody will ever know. You sell napkins, instead of 500 in the bag, it's 450. Who's going to count them? Anyone going to count that 500, not 450? Anyone going to know? No one's going to know. So if you're saying at Eitzah, right, that you should be nice and, and to your customers, at Eitzah, there's nothing wrong with selling a bag of 450 napkins. No one's going to find out, right? But Shalom is telling you a Chachma. He's telling you that the Maitha of selling 450 napkins for 500 and counting them down as 500, that is going to be a mechanical failure to your business. The maitha is chachma. He's not telling you Eitzah. It's chachma. He's telling you that the way HaKash Baruch set up the world is you're narrowing people up, you're going to have disaster in your business. He's telling you the chachma of every maitha. Every single thing in this world is wired. Shalom, Shalom says, Shalom causes bracha. He's not telling you Eitzah. A Shalom a Shalom you know, uh, you go to a person, you show them, bye, should be nice to your wife, should be nice back to you. That's the Eitzah. He's telling you much deeper than that. He's telling you, Chachma. Shalom brings bracha. Mechleikis brings klala. He's telling you something deep. He's telling you something wiring. He's telling you Chachma. Chachma of every maizah. That's a Shalom, that's a Chachma. So, over here we're talking tonight about Betachan. Right? And we're trying to understand... What's the Shail Betachan? How we're going to get HaKadosh Baruch Hu to do something that we want. Right? It's a wiring question. It's not an Eitzah question. This is a wiring question. This is a Chachma question. How are we going to get HaKadosh Baruch Hu to do what we want? Right? How, how do you get somebody to give you a donation to your yeshiva? Right? That's the question of fundraising, right? How do you get somebody to do something that you want? Yeah? So, there's, there's all different options. Let's talk about a person, go, uh, a person has a tzara, yeah? He goes over to his friend and he says, you know, I'm going through very hard times. What does his friend tell him? Habitachim. Habitachim. He doesn't explain. He says, Habitachim. What does the guy mean? Habitachim. What does the guy mean by that? Does he mean, does he mean to dream about it? From Hashem? Does it mean to demand it from Hashem? Does he mean to believe Hashem could do it for you? What does the guy mean when he says habitachim? So, if you're talking about wiring, if you're a fundraiser, and you will go over to a guy and you demand him to give you $100, I guarantee you the Gvir is not giving the $100. It's not giving it to you. 
If you go over to Vivian and tell him, I'm dreaming that you should give me $100, he's also not going to give it to you. If you go over to Vivian and tell him, I believe you could afford to give me $100, you could do it. He's also not going to give you the $100. <laughs> so I wish people, when they tell me that I should have the token, I wish they explained to me what I should do to cause that miracle to fulfill my will. They don't tell me. They tell me, have the token. Does the token mean I should demand it from Hashem? I should order it? I should dream about it? Or I should believe He could do it for me? What does the token mean? They don't even explain it. And when you're talking about mechanics, what we're talking about here, we have to figure out what's the mechanic that's going to work. The answer is that if you're a fundraiser, you have to know how to get money out of people, right? The first thing you have to do is, you have to be here that they're the ones giving you the money, right? If a guy gives you a donation, and you're not, you're not even here that he's the one that's giving it to you, he's not going to want to give you a donation again, right? Let's say he guy gives you a donation, you delete him from the system. He's not going to give you a donation again, right? And that's really the problem of Gaiva. What is the problem? What Gaiva, about Gaiva says, that means it's not Hashem giving me it. It's myself, right? I'm the one that's doing it, right? So the person has the hergish that he's about Gaiva. That means Hashem's not doing this for me. So Akash say, it's fine. You're not even mocking, I'm doing it for you? Okay, so the game's over. So obviously problem number one in, in the spirit of Betachan, obviously, is Gaiva. The guy's about Gaiva. And Hashem is not going to want to do what he asks for. Why should Hashem do it for him? Every single time Hashem does him, the guy takes for himself the credit. So Gaiva is off the chart. The next thing you have to do in order to pull money out of somebody, right, to, to, for fundraising, the next thing you have to do is you have to appreciate what the guy's going to do for you. You have to appreciate it, right? So if you're not appreciating what he's doing for you, he's not going to be interested in doing it for you. Right? You have to appreciate it. So if a person lives his life, he's angry. He's caught. He's angry at Hashem. He's not happy with Hashem's doing for him. Then Hashem's not going to want to do it for him anymore. Right? Hashem says, why should I help this guy? This guy, everything I do for him, he's just, he's just, it's like a kid. The kids are happy. Everyone's fine. You come with presents. Come with candies. Then they all stop fighting. Why should I bring them candies for? It just causes more fights. Right? He's not appreciating what's going on here. Why should I do it for you? So the bottom line is that what's going to get HaKadosh Baruch Hu to want to give you more Taivas? That's the question here. It's a simple question. If he looks at your heart and he sees it's not Gaiva, the person's market where it's coming from. Number two, the person appreciates where it's coming from. He appreciates HaKadosh Baruch Hu's doing for you. And he appreciates so much what Hashem's doing. He doesn't have cost. He appreciates so much. He doesn't have Gaiva. And he appreciates, sees a heart of appreciation to the point that the person is so appreciative that he's That means that you have in your heart such appreciation of what is doing for you that your heart is saimach on him. What causes the heart to be saimach? That comes with a tremendous hakara of what Kajwok is It comes from a tremendous hakara of appreciation and that causes the heart to be saimach that caused the heart to rely. So Hashem says, this is the guy I want to take care of. This is the guy who, he's betech on me. What does that mean? That he appreciates everything I'm doing for him. He's makets from me. He has tremendous hakara. So Mimela, he's the he is the person I want to take care of. So that, that's why betachen, when a person is betech, that means he's such hakara, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's type, that he's soymach on Hashem, that is the, the reason why Akashro is motivated to take care of him. That's why Betachen works. Because Hashem is motivated to give him more tithe. The Marshal. The Chayos of Abba says, an unbelievable concept, which nobody ever spoke about, that there's a concept of Dane Akashro Kastchot. Dane There's a certain concept by people, we know, a guy's going into a trade for restaurant. You're supposed to think uh, from yet probably has to go to the bathroom, right? Not to think he's buying a tray for pizza. So when Akashbarhu does something, a person who has love for Akashbarhu, has appreciation for Akashbarhu, and Hakara what he's doing, he when he has something that he doesn't understand, 
He's automatically going to be Dana Kashvaru Kashkos. He's going to Dana Shem Kashkos. You hear a concept? Dana Kashkos is going to think that it's good. Hashem says, that's the person I want to take care of. The person that holds for me what I'm doing. That's the person I want to give more tithe to. That's why Batakhan works. So the next time a guy tells you, you should be Beteach, you know what it means? The guy says, you're going to a Sarah, be Beteach. What does it mean? It means to work on your Hakara and everything Hashem did for you till now. They have such Hakara, Shatayu to Hashem, and such love to Hashem, for His love that He showered on you, that your Saimach on Him, they can take care of you more because you're so reliable. And that's what it means that Hashem is going to want to respond and give you back tithes. That's what it means. That's going to motivate Hashem. That's the mechanics we're talking about. That's going to motivate Hashem to want to be native to you. That's what Betachan means. Bottom line. You want to know what Betachan means? It means they have such a car in the type of Hashem that you're relying on. Like a child who relies on his parents. Now, most people in the world can internalize the type of Hashem because they're getting tremendous tithes their whole life. And Mela, everything I said tonight works for them. The reason why they're not because they were sleeping just. But if they wake up and see all the good things that they're getting, then they'll automatically, like the Ramban said, the Muna will bring them to Betachan. The problem is there are some people that have tremendous, tremendous saras, and they went through childhood, saras, gefarlach stuff, inside, outside, upside down, and they can't look at those rough in the eye and say, you are a tithe. You are good to me. This is the problem by very, very few individuals. Most people are not like that. Most people, they would work on the tithe, they would see how much tithe they're getting. There are certain individuals that have such hardships for whatever reason that they don't feel the tithe Hashem. They, 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 they can't get themselves, they could say Hashem is ultimately good, but they can't feel the tithe Hashem. There's a blockage there. The question is, how could such a person get to Betachem? Because he, he's, he, he's not going to feel that this Rochel is reliable. He has that blockage that, he, that, that if, because he went through such star that he's not going to be able to feel that Hakara, that Kodesh Rochel, that Kodesh Rochel's tight, they can rely on him. How could such a person work on the top? And this could also apply if someone <coughs> has an issue in a specific area. Any area. Meaning, even Any if area. he knows Hashem will take him of this, that, and other things. He'll say Hashem's ultimately good. But to Baruch Hu, he has to feel Hashem is tight still. He can't feel it's ultimately good. That's disaster. It's not going to make him be tired. It's not going to make him feel Hakar and Akash Baruch Hu's tight. Mela is going to spiral worse and worse because he's not going to feel Hashem is tight. Hashem is going to say, I don't want to take care of this guy because he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he does not mock him my tight. So how does such a person get out of this problem? Good child. The Gemara says a story of Menashe HaMelech. Menashe HaMelech was A1 Russia. The Spitz Russia. The biggest, like, you could possibly imagine in Rishis, he was there. He brought an idol into the base of Mikdash. He caused a Kashmir for such Tsar Hashem has a Paskin. And, and make a, a desire din that the Beis Hamikdash be destroyed in his in his honor, in Menashe Malach's honor, the Beis Hamikdash was, was destroyed. It was the Paskin in his day was destroyed because the Rishon said he was doing his whole life. And Menashe Malach was such a big Rasha, Mamish. He was so vice from Hashem. He wasn't really shy from the Shuvo. And then Hashem started torturing him. He's sending him to Pharaoh and deep, deep down, Menashe Melch started having a Huri Tshuva. Starting a Tshuva. But it wasn't a big teva, Shayatim, to reconnect to Rebbein It wasn't Shayatim. It was just so many Kuvim and so much riches and so much, who knows what's going on inside there. There wasn't Shayatim, but there was a Tevah to the Tshuva. It wasn't possible. The Gemara said that Hashem drilled a hole under the Kisah covered to let down a path for him to come back. And he brought the Menashe back. Shilas, why does he have to drill him a new hole? He said, Mama should have to drill him a hole and keep the covenant. What was wrong with the regular way? Terry said the regular way, he couldn't go. He couldn't go. He couldn't go the regular way, wasn't shy. He was so 
so mixed up, so broken, so torn. It wasn't possible to have the way of tshuva the regular person has. Hashem had to make him a special path, and through that path he was able to come back, and he got El Mahabha. He got back, even though the basement was destroyed, but Maitre got back El Mahabha. This is a Maritika Marshal, how somebody, if somebody reaches out to Hashem, if somebody tries to reach out to Kodesh Baruch Hu, Hashem is going to make them a path that maybe nobody ever walked on that path. Hashem is going to make him a path that he's going to come back and, 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 and see the type of Hashem. How is a person going to reach out to Kodesh Baruch Hu? If a person works on small types that he's able to be mocked, even though he's talking about a tremendous thought, but he's able to focus on those types and he's able to concentrate on those types more and more and, and internalize them, then Agashroko is going to make him a path, a string, he's going to pull him back with a hook, and he's going to, he's going to bring him back to have a car of Agashroko's type. But a person has to do the first, just like Menashe, do the first step, a person has to work very hard and trying to see Akashbrochus type, and then he'll be able to overcome his tremendous, tremendous inside feeling of rise, able to overcome it. Akashbrochus is going to help him do it. And this is the going. We say every single day in davening, Baruch HaZashem, Mishan and Miftach HaTzadikim. Akashbrochus is the Mishan and Miftach HaTzadikim. Shad is Miftach HaTzadikim, Akashbrochus is Miftach HaTzadikim. What, what do you need the mission for? Mission means that she, mission means that there's something to lean on. That means the person is leaning on Hashem. He's not even b'teach. He's not b'teach on Hashem. He's only in mission. So the guy asked his kasha on the siddur. The guy in the siddur says, the Grot says that there are some situations where you can't get b'tachem because it's so shver the tsar the matzav. You can't be b'teach So Hashem who sends down a mission for tzaddikim who are reaching out to Hashem Baruch he sends on a small mission, and through that mission, they can come to Mirtaf HaTzadikim. You have to get that mission, and then you come to Mirtaf HaTzadikim. That's the eighth of somebody who, I don't think it's that many people, but to those people that, that need that mission, HaKashbrof will give them the mission to come to the Majega be Mirtaf, to be Mirtaf and HaKashbrof. The Grot says in Mishlei that all the mitzvahs in the Torah and all the limen Torah and every single thing you do in Yiddishkeit, the Ikr HaKol, which means the aside of everything, is Bitochen. This is taking the Goyim. The Goyim says that every single thing in Yiddishkeit will meet this. The Goyim says the Ikr meet this all come from Bitochen. What's Shah the Goyim? Oh no, mitzvahs in the Torah. Mitzvahs. Oh, everything's mitzvahs. So Baruch Hashem, we're living now in a time that the president in America is Trump, and Trump has you have to you know you have to mechabed the the, the the president, the king, right, the Melech. Trump has a mahalach that you now talk about anything else except for him. That's not only Trump. That's it. So we'll mechaim gzeres to Melech, and we'll talk about Trump. There was a young man, there was a young man that he learned the Gemara and he lived in Lakewood. He learned in Kabrusa and the Gemara said the mitzvah to see the king. This is to see the Melech. He told Kabrusa, I never did this mitzvah, I never saw any Melech. The Gemara says if you see a Melech, then when you see Mashiach, you'll see the greatness of Mashiach. The mitzvah to see a Melech. Kabrusa said, you know, I heard that Trump's coming to a rally near New Jersey, somewhere near Naples. Maybe go there and you'll see the Melech. You'll see some covered. They have nice limousines there. You'll be kind of the Gemara. So, this young man said, fine. He found that the Pratim and he, he went to the rally. He didn't want to come for the whole rally. He said, I'll come towards the end, 20 minutes, the last 20 minutes. Shine. Comes in the rally. He obviously looks different than everybody else. Everybody's wearing, who knows what, or well, not wearing anything. And he comes there with a little de Kamech. Fine. He comes there, everyone's screaming over there. In the rally, everyone's screaming, Trump, Trump. What's he going to do? He's going to be quiet. He also screams, Trump, Trump. The wall, the wall. He screams, the wall, the wall. I don't know if the wall's still on the page anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on the wall. The, 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 the rally ends. 
And Trump all of a sudden looks at him and says, Hey, Rabbi, come over here. I want to talk to you. They obviously met him. There's no other rabbi there. He comes over. He comes down the stage. He comes to the, to, the, to the president. And the president says, You know, Rabbi, I'm very impressed. You took off your time. I know you're very busy in Lakewood. You go back and forth all day to learn. I, I, I'm very impressed you came to my rally and you participated in the rally. I want to give you a device here, like a small cell, a cell phone. Whenever you have a problem, you call me. Call me. I'll take care of you. Fine. He gives him this thing, he sticks in his pocket. The second Trump's all his, his all the jeans goodbye, gone. Seeing these, wondering what this is. He has this device here. He doesn't know what to do with it. He goes home and he, he, he comes home and he doesn't tell his wife about it. His wife will think he's totally nuts. So he, he just sticks it in the back of his drawer. And he goes, that's it, forget to that. Few, uh, a little while later, a few months later, he had to talk about a big problem with his mortgage. His mortgage company, they want to take away his house. The sorry, he doesn't know what to do. He's thinking, he remembers he went to this rally, he has this thing. He goes into the drawer and his wife wasn't home. Nobody was home. He comes and takes out this thing. He starts talking to it, he's pressing it. He's like, Trump, Trump, are you there? He's like, Rabbi, Rabbi, of course I'm here. I'm waiting for you. Where were you all the time? Rabbi, what can I do for you? He's like, oh, I have this problem with the mortgage. I don't ask. See, Trump takes down, the president takes down all the details. A week later, he gets a letter in the mail. It's all taken care of. No problem. Left. Well, this thing really works. A little while later, another year later, he, he has different problems. The housing department down his back, they want to rip part of his whole house. Kept it again, he, he, he goes into the shrua, and, he, and, and again, mom's a few days later, they, it's all taken care of. And he says, wow, this thing really works. I'm, mom's crazy. I have this ability to reach out to the president, the most strong, strongest person in the world, and I could just, whenever I need him, I shouldn't just like ignore this. This is something I, could, I should really uh, build up. So he's thinking to himself, how am I going to build this connection with the, with the president? He's thinking, you know, Chanuk is coming soon. Maybe I should buy something for him. He doesn't know what to do. So he thinks, you know, maybe I'll go buy a book about Trump. Goes to Barnes & Noble. He says, do you have any book about Trump? What he likes? What, the, you know, his personality? Yeah, they have a book. Fine, he buys the book. He reads the book. He reads through the book. He sees, yeah, Trump likes good stuff. Oh, he, he goes to Eichler's. He buys the most expensive Menorah. Whatever. Uh, he sends it to the president. A week later, he gets a letter in the mail. Wow, thank you so much. Handwritten by the president. And he, and he can't believe it. His mom is connecting to the president. And he's thinking, what should he do next to connect to the president? He's thinking, maybe you should invite him to come for a meal. But uh, should he do this in a basement apartment? <laughs> he's thinking, he has a friend down the block. He has a nice house. Okay, so he worked it out. And he goes into his room and he calls the president and says, will you come to my house? I want to I invite you for a meal. The president like, of course, you rabbi, I love you rabbi, of course I'll come. When do you want me to? They work out. The president comes to Lakewood, you can imagine what the nine looks like, it's all shut down. <laughs> Nobody can leave this. Nobody can pull out of the driveway. And, um, and this guy goes right and invites him, he's building his connection with the president, and the president invites him to the White House. It's unbelievable. Keeps on going, anything he wants. He asked the president. At one time, he was he's building real shackles to the president, and it wasn't just Tom in the, in the room anymore. He called him, and he connected to him. He's mamish. And he asked the president, he says, one time, I had this question for you. You know, every single time I call you, ask for me. Because one time, there was this, there was this, I had to go to Manhattan, I had an appointment, and I couldn't get there, and I called you, and I, you didn't answer, and I, I don't, it wasn't like you. Well, what happened, you know, what happened that time that you didn't let, you didn't, so uh, Trump said, oh, I'll tell you, I know what you're talking about, because that day we had a security briefing in the morning, and there was classified information. I couldn't tell you. There was a dangerous guy in Manhattan. I didn't want you to go. So not only did I answer your call, but I even blocked you, even missed your whole meeting. I didn't want you to go to that part of Manhattan. And when the president told him that, he felt, that then he felt that the president really cares about him, more than anything the president ever did for him. Because till now... The president was buttering him up. He's giving him all kind of good stuff. When the president showed that he didn't let him go to Manhattan because it was dangerous for him, then he felt that 
the president really cares about him. That was the first time he felt the president really cares about him. This is obviously a marshal of a tachan. Why? A person has the ability to connect to someone stronger and greater than the president. Even though the president himself will tell you that he's the strongest, he's the richest, and he's the smartest. Even though you'll tell me there's other people richer than mm-hmm. him, but he'll explain you why he's really the richest, and he's the smartest, and he's... But, <laughs> it happens to be that there's somebody that's smarter than him and richer than him, and that's the Ebershah. And a person has the ability to build a relationship with Ezra Baruch Hu. You have that ability? Can you imagine? Ask the Kach, the Kashrok is going to come visit you in your house, and he's going to ask you to come to his house. You can build a real relationship with him. And every time you do a mitzvah, it's like when you sent that, when you sent that menorah to the president, he was building a relationship with the president. Every time you're doing mitzvah, you're building a relationship with Ezra Baruch Hu. That's Shana Goyim. Are we learning Tyre? You're also building relationship with Ezra How do you explain that? Learning Tyre. He did explain like in the Marshall. He was reading the book to understand what the president wants. He's reading the Tyre to understand the mitzvahs, the halachas, what the Ezra wants. That's partially you can understand. Or you can say Tifer. And the legend says that you're learning Tyre. Like let's say a father, he writes a Sefer. And he sees the kid sits and learns the Sefer all day. The kid, the father wrote a Sefer, and the son is enjoying his Sefer. So a person, even if he's not for a mitzvah, he's learning the Sefer of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that gives the Shemendus Nachas to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? Even if you say, just learning Tyre Nath, and he, not to, because if it's not, it's been Tyre Meyer, it's not a Gael but it gives the Chazal a nachas ruach. You're building a shachas for the Ebrister. Or you could say the Chazal is the Mazber, that the Indian of Liman Atayra, like the Mashal, let's say a guy's father is a surgeon. And you want to get shachas to your father, then if you become a surgeon, then you'll be able to have shachas to him. If you're not a surgeon, you won't be able to. Chazal is the Mazber, then you learn Taira. Since the Taira is a shachas to the Ebrister, it's a Mela. You can connect. You have shaykh to say muk from shaykh to say closer to Hashem. Back upon him, the guy is saying over here that kol terakula is b'tachin is building relationship with Hashem Baruch Hu. Every mitzvah is building Hashem Baruch Hu is b'tachin. Every single limud atayra, the midas, like we said before, all the midas have to do with your, with your connection to Hashem. So that's from the guy. Every single thing that you're doing in Yiddishkeit. Instead of being a shaking lulav, which is mamish the most ridiculous thing in the world, just shaking a lulav, instead it turns into doing a connection to Rabbi Nishlael. It's like sending a present to Hashem that He should care about you more, He should like you, He should be interested in you, He should be smiling at you. The whole Yisoy of Karatayr Kula is that Hashem should smile at you. All you want is Yisoyin Hashem, that Hashem should be interested in you. That's the Shema, by the way. You want Ratzon Hashem, you want Hashem to be interested in you. Because if Hashem's interested in you, you have no problems after that. If Hashem's interested in you, you're covered. Ritzayin Hashem. That's the whole you said what we need. We want Hashem's interest. When you have Hashem's interest, then you're covered. So every single thing you're doing is bitachan. That's Shem Nagayim. Rav Aaron Kotler, in the Mishnah of Aaron, asked on the Nagayim, how could you say everything's bitachan? Doesn't say in Chazal that Hashem made the whole world for Tyra. Doesn't say Hashem made the world for Betachem. Rivaran has a kasha on the going. Rivaran answers that if you don't have Betachem, you don't have Tyra. That means that if you don't have Betachem, you're learning Tyra, it's like learning a science book. As I say, Mishnah Einstein. Pella. You put up a sign in BMG. If you don't have Betachem, you don't have Tyra. As I say, Mishnah so, if you want to have Torah, you have to have a relationship with Baruch Hu, then you'll have Torah, then you'll be learning Torah to Shem. Otherwise, you're learning, you learn math and science, and then the Gemara, there's no chelot, as they say in Mishra Zavar. I didn't say it. Hey, look out. There's two shtickles on the Tachem. Very easy to find. There's a whole shtickle there on how to, on, 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 on the going, on the, everything, everything is the Tachem. So, the main part of the Shir, actually, is how to maintain your betachin. Why? This is the main part of the shir, by the way. Everything is there was just Hakdama. Why is the main part of the shir to maintain the betachin? Because when you walk out of this room, 
and then your wife calls you, and the babysitter, in 10 seconds, their barnish line will be forgotten. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. That's the whole way of Sakhayim, that, that, that Hashem's doing everything, but we forget about it. We walk into the supermarket, and that's it. Trump, this, that, finished. The barnish line was gone. So this is the biggest problem. The biggest problem is that it's not enough to have this happen because it's going to be gone in 10 minutes. Right? How do you maintain the betachan? How do you hold on to it? How do you preserve it? That's the kasha. That's the important part. Right? How do you hold on to the betachan? In this week's kasha, it says, with the Yidin walking through the Yamsa, Zekeli v'anveyu. This is their banisham alveyu. What's the kasha? Zekeli v'anveyu. We saw Hashem, right? Rosh Hashem, v'anveyu. What's the shaykh of Zekeli v'anveyu? Samarabi, Reb Chaim said, that Zek Haley, they had such a car in Akadish Baruch Hu, they didn't want to, they didn't want it to lose that. They had Hashem in front of the eyes. They didn't want to lose that. They knew that they would go home, they're going to go to sleep, and the Hashem's at the window. How are they going to preserve Akadish Baruch Hu? That was the shayla of Zek Haley. The answer is unveiled. How are we going to remember Akadish Baruch Hu? So Rashi says two pshatim and veyu, and Chazal say a third pshat. The first pshat Rashi says and veyu is, I'm going to build him a nava. Rosh nava is the base of Mikdash, the uncle's trap. I'm going to go and build him a thing. When that's going to preserve my relationship with Hashem, it's partial, because I have base of Mikdash, I'm going to come to Eilu Regal, and I'm going to remember Hashem, right? I'm going to remember Kedosh Baruch Hu. Unfortunately, nowadays you don't have base of Mikdash, you have Mikdash Mount. The Mikdash Mount technically could also do the trick. The problem is, so when you walk into the finish and you're on the phone, and as soon as you walk out, you're on the phone, and inside, it's basically running through it, then there's no HaKadosh Baruch in the shul either. So what's the Eitha, this Anveyu, to remember HaKadosh Baruch I'll tell you what I do. You can do whatever you want. There's a book in this farm store called Adain and the Flies, and he has there a whole safer Every single day, a toy Hakadosh did for you. Lamashal, Hakadosh gave you teeth. Why is it that in the front of your mouth, the teeth are the biting teeth, and the back of the mouth, you have the molars that chew? After millions of years, by mistake, shouldn't have happened the other way. After evolving millions of years by mistake, maybe the molars should be in front, and, the, and it shouldn't have evolved that way. You see Hakadosh in your mouth, and you have to appreciate it. So if you every day read one thing and you and you say to Hashem Baruch Hu that you did this to me because you love me and I love you back, you you internalize Hashem did it because he loves you. You didn't just drop it into your mouth. He did it because he loves you. So then you'll be Mekayim, with my brother Victor Miller used to always say that you come to Shul and say thank Hashem for everything. It's like saying thank Hashem for nothing. <coughs> Why? Thank Hashem for everything. Yeah, Hashem, thank you for everything. He said, you have to say, thank Hashem for my toenail. You have to say, because otherwise, it doesn't mean anything. So that's why this book, this is what I do. Before Shachas, I read one, it takes a second. He has every day a little thing. And every day you work on it, then you can feel Hashem every single day. That's the first Eitan Veyu. Rashi says the second Eitan Veyu, Rashi says, is to sing Shiras, a Lashen of Shiras, Shachas HaKashem now, unfortunately, Vaita, we dive three times a day, and most of the time we don't even think about Hashem, so it doesn't work out too well. But what I think eights is, for me, works. They take a different time during the day, not Shachas, not Micha You take it to Hill. Now, Hill is very powerful. But not the way people rattle it off, it's a waste of time. You rattle off Hill, it's a waste of time. You're not going to get anything from it. What I do is I use the Pirish, the Pirish on Hill, like they have in the Siddur, the, the, the first. He explains every pasuk exactly what's going on. This, 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 this Pirish. It's more like a job. He, he did all the work for you. And instead of saying a hundred sukkim, say one pasuk a hundred times. But don't say it in shul, don't say it when your cell phone's ringing, don't say it in your house. Don't say, take a private place and say a hundred times a pasuk until you feel it in your bones. Like a shvoch is there with you. And then you sing shiras like a Then you're thanking him. What is all the sukkim in, in, in Tilm? Either betachan or it's Taking Hashem. It's all the same thing. It's the Dvekas Nakash Baruch. You could, Chaim Lajan said from Tilm, you could come to a Meridic Matrekas Dvekas. 
That's the second Asa of Anveil. It has to be, there's no cell phones, there's no, no one's distracting, the private show, nobody knows you. It has to be, you're Dovik Akash If you're Dovik, then you'll start feeling the Betachan. You'll feel Hashem is there. And then when you walk mm-hmm. out, you'll feel him at least for another half hour. <laughs> Guaranteed. One half hour. You'll feel Hashem in your heart at least another half hour. Can you imagine? That's the second Asa. The third Asa is Anveyu Chazal Tei. What's Anveyu? Is to buy a nice rule of nice extra. Do something extra. Hashem. Right? The case of Anveyu is you're going to do something um, for Hashem that you didn't have to do. You don't have to buy a nice rule. You have to attend our rule. You can buy a kosher rule. You're doing for Hashem something that you didn't have to. What's what's Shama Chazal Zakei Banveyu? Because of every single person has a have Chazal says has Titus that Hashem does for them they didn't do it for anybody else. Specific Titus Hashem did for you. Maybe you have good parents, you have a good house. So if a person is mocking the extra Titus Hashem did for them. And when they do extra for Hashem, let's say you do a chest that you didn't have to do. You teach someone tell you didn't have to do. Whatever mitzvah Chazal is saying, you're doing something extra on veil, right? You're doing something extra. Uh, a talus no. You don't have to buy a talus no. You bought a nice talus. You're able to build a relationship with Hashem Baruch Hu, right? Because you, because my Rabbi used to always say, my Rabbi Yudav Feinstein always says, what more can I do for Hashem? That should be the hargish. Right? Well, more can I do for Hashem? Not 613 minutes, I want to do more. Why? Because look what Hashem does for me. So a person is able to, if he's focused on him, he does something extra for Hashem. Let's say a guy, this is a, a vayit machine, opens an organization, they didn't have to open. Or he does something, okay, then it's for sure, but not everyone's holding by doing that, but something you do extra for Hashem, because he did for you extra, that's the third eighth of unveil of holding in the Zechari. I'll be Messiah with a story. And the last eighth of of internalizing the Betachen. Last Eitzah. The, the fourth Eitzah. There was once a guy who wasn't feeling well. And he went to the doctor. The doctor checked him. He said, man, you're very sick. He says, what's wrong with me? Do I have cancer? He says, no, you don't have cancer. Nothing like that. So what is wrong with me? So the doctor says, you have LOH. LOH. What's LOH? You'll be dead within six months, guaranteed. Six months, that's all? What's with my wife, my children? Six months, I'm dead? He says, yeah, you're dead. Six months. You're lucky. Eight months, you're in the grave. He's like, can I do uh, chemotherapy? Maybe radiation? Something? The doctor said, no, I told you you have LOH. I said you didn't have cancer. He's like... He's like, you're killing me? He starts screaming at the doctor. What's wrong with you? You're killing me? He said, I didn't kill you. You came here. I checked you. I, I gave you a diagnosis. What do you want from my life? He said, there's nothing I could do. What's this LOH thing all about? He says, there's no medical, um, there's no medical uh, cure. He's like, there's no medical Is there anything I could do? Is there any write-up about it? Anything, anyone get cured from this thing ever? He was like, yeah, there's actually a book about it, but uh, it's not um, uh, approved by the... Um, the FDA. FDA. It's just it's a book about it. The guy writes that he could, he could cure the LOH. Where did I get this book? I need that book. He's like, okay, you go to Barnes & Noble's and they send that book of LOH. What, what do you want from LOH? Fine. He leaves the doctor and he goes to Barnes & Noble's and he asks them to have this book on LOH. They look it up. Yeah, they have Epsa Coffee somewhere in the basement. 15 layers of dust on it. They pull it out for him. And uh, and he and he takes it home. And when he reads that book, he doesn't read that book like everybody else bought a book in Barnes and Noble. He bought, reads that book like his life depends on it. You know why? His life depends on it. <laughs> his life depends on that book. This is L O H. This is it. There's no other cure. He reads that book. Every single line there, he reads that book like he can't possibly imagine. What's LOH? LOH is lack of Hashem. That's a disease, by the way. It's a very, very destructive disease. Lack of Hashem. That disease destroys us in this world and the next world. Both worlds. 
a very, very fatal disease. It doesn't take six months to kill the guy. It's a long, ongoing process. It's called LOH, Lack of Hashem. Lack of Hashem. And there's a book that you can read to get cured. It has a lot of dust on it. Nobody looks at it. But if you read that book, like you read any other book in Bonds and Nobles, or any other book you read in the Sarm Store, you're not going to get cured. The only way to get cured is if you read the book exactly like that guy read the book when he bought the LOH book. If you read the book like that, you'll be cured. And that book is called the Chayvis Alvavis. If you read the Chayvis Alvavis like that guy read the LOH book, you'll be cured from that sickness of LOH, the lack of Hashem. The lack of Hashem is a destructive device, a destructive thing. It's the hardest job. The whole job is to give you a lack of LOH. And it destroys you in this world and the next world. And I'll explain you why. In the next world, the only one you're going to be interested in after you die, you're not going to be interested in your neighbors when you die. You're not going to be interested in your friends. You're not going to be interested in your children when you die. You're not going to be interested in your wife. Maybe she'll be there next to you. We're not going to be interested in her. You're only going to be interested in Hashem. Why? Because when you're in the Eil Ma'amet, you're going to see that there is nothing else except Hashem. Right? Like we said before, everything else is dimmed. So the only thing you're interested in Hashem, so you're only interested in your connection to Hashem. And you have no way in the next world of making that connection. You only have that way of making connection in this world. You have no way of making that connection in the next world. No way. There was a story... I'm not saying another story. I said the last story. There's a story with a, a guy died young, and a man died young, never. And when he died, he left over a wife and children. And he had live parents. He died young. He had five parents. It was very sad, obviously. And he had a friend. This guy who died had a friend. One night, this friend gets a dream. It's a true story. It happened a few years ago. And, um, in the dream, his friend comes and says, can you do me a favor? Can you go to my mother, who's still alive, right? The dead guy, his mother was still alive. Can you go to my mother, ask her to dab him for my children, her grandchildren. It's very important, they need to feel it. So he ignores the dream, and it comes back a few times, but he ignored it. One much Friday night, it comes back real, like this time, hopping away. Why not going to my friend? Why not going to my friend? So... He, um, he says, okay, I'll go. So, she, so in the dream, his friend told him, you know, tomorrow night's Hanukkah, the first night's Hanukkah, Master Shabbos, please ask him about the daven during the nearest, the big Indian, to daven for the, for the children. Now. Please, yes, my mother. Fine. After Shabbos, he runs, runs to the phone, and he tries to call that guy who was next to his father. He has his number. Calling, 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 calling. So, basically, nowadays, when Shabbos is over, even before you lunch Hanukkah airs, you have to quickly look at your phone, right? But he wasn't sure if, if that guy's on that level, you know, that you can look at his phone. He was scared that maybe the guy's not going to look at his phone. He's calling a hundred times. Then the guy like, did look at his phone. And he called back the guy. What happened? A hundred times. He told him the whole story. Yes, can my mother daven for... Or, um, oh, they said the dream that, 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 that your wife should daven to her enikoch by the mayor's Hanukkah. That's the story. I saw in a reliable storybook. I have a kasha on the story. Let's say, picture, picture your friend is dying. And he calls you to his house on his deathbed. And he says to you, I'm dying now. Please do me a favor. Make sure, just be on top of it. Make sure my mother davens for the Anakos, see all my kids around here? Make sure my mother dominates for them. Picture that story. Would that story ever happen? Will never happen. The guy calls his friend, you know what he's going to tell his friend? He's going to tell his friend, I'm dying over here, take care of my kids! I'm dying, right? I'm dying, take care of my kids! So why this guy, when he came in the dream, didn't he tell his friend, take care of my kids, my Anakos, I have to get married, take care of them. Kasha, it's a good Kasha. Terrence says that once you're dead, in Shemayim, you see how cold it is Shemayim. His kids are taken care of by the Rabbani Shalom. He doesn't have to ask his friend to take care of his kids. Hashem's taking care of the kids. The only thing I have to ask his friend is that he should daven, his mother should daven, because the Kobe Shalom is from Yerushalayim. He should daven the kids from Because that's the only thing that when you come to the Lord, there's, there's nothing else except for the Yerushalayim. 
So a person, when he's dead, he's only interested in his relationship with Hashem. And the way he can build a relationship with Hashem is through Chayus Alvavis. That's the next world. In this world, also, the Yatsar is trying to destroy a person from building his relationship with Hashem Baruch Hu. A person is trying to destroy. The Yatsar is very successful lately. Mom is successful. He's successful so strong. Hashem, the Yatsar is doing such a good job. That in my opinion, the Yatsar doesn't care anymore to make anyone fry. There's no reason to make anyone fry. He could be from a Yid, no problem. The Yatsar has no problem with it. And he can still be fried. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's going on. And it comes down to Shabbatim, the worst problem. Because it might have to mean that the guy's from really inside his fry, it might have to mean that. So you make a Shabbatim with the guy, and then you're like, used to be when the guy was fried, you knew he was fried, the guy's from, he's from. But now you can be fried, you can be from and still be fried. That's the entire accomplished. So a person needs the Chayat of Vavis to build a relationship with the Shabbatim. The entire is very active. He's very active and he's doing a great job. And the way to fight it is if you read the Chayot HaVavos, like that guy read the book, then you'll be cured. I use the, I use the Chayot HaVavos from a company called Evan Yisrael. They did a great job on all the, all the Mepharshim over there. They did a wonderful job. They fixed up all the Nakudas and, and the Lashen. Three volumes. And it's really clear. You can use the Chayot also, but it just... We did it talking, but I'm talking yeah. I'm talking about all ten sha'arim. Because all ten sha'arim is building a relationship with Hashem. If you read a science book and you pull out one paragraph, it's like learning Shara but talking about the the same thing. If you read a science book with one shar in the science book, you're only gonna know that. The rest of it it's one big building and every single shar in Shar in Shar in every single Shar he touches on the Tachan, he goes back to the Tachan. It's all connected. That's why the person needs these aces. These are the aces to maintain you the Tachan. It's always Matzliach to the Tachan of the Shbarachos, and then Hashem will take care of you. Amen.